When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Camp, the only corporate raise head basketball coach Landon Bussey coming off a huge, huge, huge successful road trip in Florida. FAMU, Bethune-Cookman, two tough games, two tough wins, and a lot of teams are not going to come out of Florida with two. You'll be lucky to get one. If you get two, you're doing great, and the Braves did just that. So we'll start with Braves head coach Landon Bussey. Coach Bussey, congratulations on the big win. I know jet lag and uh, none the rest, none the rest for the weary, but uh, your team was able to find a way. And at this time of year, it's all about surviving. And despite whatever injuries, nicks, aches, and pains, got to find a way. And your team did that. Absolutely. Found a way to come up with two big victories, um, put ourselves back in a great place to compete for the regular season championship. And that's all you can ask for is out of these young men is to give yourself an opportunity to, you know, compete for a championship. And, you know, with the two big wins on the road against Bethune and FAMU, um, we're right there. You talked about the the mental uh, toughness. You have to be to win on the road. Personally, I was kind of concerned about it. I mean, because the non-conference, we know what happened there. Playing at Jackson State, tough game there. We were able to get it done against A&M tough loss to Alabama State. I'm like, will we find our strive? Where would be that tough mental metal that we need as we pile up some wins? And the Florida trip was just that. Two tough places to win, the Lawson Center and uh, the Wood Gym down in, in, in Daytona. And I just thought, Coach, that we showed our championship medal, especially Florida A&M. We had, what, a 19-point lead. They cut it to nine, had some momentum going, knocking down the threes. We faced the two top offensive teams in SWAC play on this last trip, Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M. They're one and two in terms of offense, and we were able to slow them down just enough and make plays. Yeah, I think this is the uh, least um, Bethune scored all year in conference. Um, you know, with those guys they got over there and with the, the ability to score the ball, um, you know, one thing that really concerned me was the transition offense. and. You know, it was very disappointing to my team in the first half. Um, they had 40 points in the first half. However, 34 out of the 40 was even in transition or off of our turnovers. They scored six points in half court. So that's just unacceptable. Um, so I got on them pretty good at halftime, and they, we responded. You definitely did that. And we'll get into the Bethune-Cookman game. Let's start first, Coach, with Florida A&M as the Braves, a nice win, 76-67. to so give us the scout on Florida A&M when you looked at Spear with Parker, Grant, Roderick Coffey, and Lamar. What was the challenge going in in the scout dealing with the Rattlers? Well, with Spears, we really wanted to show him body. Um, he's a dynamic guard that can score at all three levels, um, you know, capable of putting the team on his back. So we really wanted to show him bodies and really wanted to limit his uh, shots. So we just try to do a good job of stepping up on ball screen, showing big hands, and um, everybody else getting positioned to rotate. Um, and they had guys who could shoot the ball with Parker and the other wing perimeters, and you had the big fella Grant. So it was just you know a collective uh, effort on the defensive end that we really wanted to show um, FAMU. And I think we did a great job. Um, I think we held them to 67 points. We held you know 
we did a great job. You know, the whole two, those two teams, 67, when they're right there averaging, you know, 70-plus points, it's, it's pretty good. You know what I've been looking at as far as the stats are concerned, and I know how much you dig into individual stats for fans who follow the SWAC. Is it me or is it just we're seeing another level of scoring in this league? I mean, I look at Jeremiah Gambrell averaging 16, 17 a game. In years past, that might have been top three or four, but he barely cracking the top ten in that. You're seeing, Jeremiah Kendall? Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah Kendall, yeah. yeah. Uh, it seems to me that scoring is a premium. I mean, there's a lot of good scores in this league. If you're averaging 17 a game, which has been top shelf most years, uh, you're seeing a lot of scoring where 17 a game barely cracks the top 10. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much teams are really focusing on defense. You know, we don't. We, you know, we got J.K. who averaging, uh, you know, 16, and you know, I think it's Byron and Jeremiah, but. Um, you know, I think that a lot of teams is trying to just outscore you. And that's not our philosophy. That's not our memo. We're, we're trying to stop you. Um, I think, you know, I, that's starting five that we that we have been um, getting out there on the court with. All five of those guys can score at a very high level. All five of them. Um, but now we spend a lot of time in practice on defense. You know, it's their job to come in the gym, work on your shots. It's your job to come in the gym. Um, to see that ball going in the basket. But my job is to put you in the best situation um, to compete on the defensive side of the ball and trying to teach these guys how to play defense. A lot of these guys just don't understand the rotation. And um, I can honestly say, you know, we have got a lot better since Jackson State. You know, this isn't the same basketball team that you saw, you know, January the 6th. We are are so much better, um, you know, especially with our post-present defense, J.K. and Tank and Jai. Um, they're doing an unbelievable job of stepping up on ball screens and making it hard for the other teams to really turn the corner. What did you do to get the light bulb to go off? I mean, you have veterans that have won a championship, a regular season title. They understand your philosophy. They understand what, what you're about in terms of the defensive end. You would seem like an easier sell because you have guys that have been there and done that. You don't have to necessarily teach that because you've got players that have done that. It, has it been a harder sell this year in terms of selling the defense of these guys? Well, it, it, I don't say it's harder. Um, you know, when you lose guys who've been with you for multiple years and you don't have to teach them, they already know. When you lose a DJ Bruton, a Keandre Montgomery, uh, a Otis Walker, a Ladarius Marshall, Dontrell McCordis, Devin Carter, um, you know, all them guys was already in their second year, you know. So then when you're, you know, you're starting right now three guys who um, has no idea the, the level of effort I want to give them on the defensive end yet. They just don't know just because they haven't been in my program. But they're learning. So, and then when you're bringing off the bench other guys who don't know the effort that I want to give, and then you have a whole new coaching staff. You know, it sometimes it takes longer to gel. It takes longer for everybody to be on the same page, and that's where I think it probably happened. And, you know, some adjustments I had to make and look myself in the mirror and, and try to put these guys in better situations to be successful. You know, some guys' roles have changed, and your role is dependent on your production. And that has nothing to do with me. When you get on the court, the object of the, uh, of the game is to go out there and make a play. So um, just with the, you know, us – Having the turnover that we had over in the coaching staff, the turnover that we had in the players, is 
it, it was kind of, you know, it was only me, I wouldn't say, you know, DK, Byron, Mike, you know, who really, and JK, who really understood, like, how I want my practices ran, how I want the road trips ran, the expectation that, that, that had to be given every day in practice. And a lot of the guys, it took them a whole 15 to 20 games to really figure, you know, to really start to figure out, like, okay, he ain't budging. We better make a change or you just going to be on the bench. And now you see more more guys is just really buying in. Does it, for, for you, as hard as you are, you make no excuses or apologies about it. Do you kind of sit back and say, well, I know it pretty much with a new coaching staff and with some new pieces that it takes probably half the year. I mean, with all the tough non-conference games, my assumption as a fan is that you, you get tough in the non-conference because you're playing such tough competition. The light bulb goes off a little sooner once you get in the conference. But apparently it, it takes a little bit longer than that based on how hard you really run things. I mean, my expectations, um, of course, of course, are always going to be high. But I also have to be patient. I also have to um, be understanding that, you know, sometimes they, they might just not understand. But it's their job to just give better effort. You know, come and sit down and watch more one-on-one film. You know, ask more questions. Be focused more in practice. And, um, you know, just overall just give more effort, you know. So, you know, don't want to make excuses for them. Um, but, you know, we're right where we want to be now. So we want to continue to move forward. Um, we don't want to go backwards. And the biggest thing for us right now is trying to find a way to put two home games together. You know, we haven't done it all year. Um, you know, we have a big game coming up. So we got to find a way to put two home games back to back. And that starts, of course, on Saturday as they will unveil the championship banner from last season, the regular season banner. You talk about rolling forward, Coach. Your starters against Florida A&M, four players in double figures, Byron Joshua, Jeremiah Gambrell, Jalen Hawkins, and Stephen Bayard, all in double figures. I know you're pleased to see that kind of productivity from your starting five. Absolutely. Um, more so on the defensive side of the ball. We, we did a great job on the defensive side of the ball. Um, against FAMU and against Bethune outside of transition defense. But, you know, us, you know, limiting them to one shots, then we did a pretty solid job. Us, you know, understanding the personnel and making them guys use, go through their weakness. Um, I think we did an unbelievable job. Um, but, you know, I think we got a lot of room for improvement. We got a lot of room for improvement, you know, so we got to have a great, you know, next two practices going moving into a Southern game. We're going to see Florida A&M again, and Florida A&M beat Jackson State the other night. What is what makes this uh, FAMU team so dangerous? We're going to see them again. They'll be right here. I mean, every team in the SWAC is dangerous. Not one team is not dangerous. Not one. Um, you know, every team is dangerous. Every team is dangerous. Um, so, you know, when you, when, when you lace them up, you got to be ready to play. And we behind the eight ball. You know, we can't, we, we can't afford to – um, come out flat. We can't afford to um, miss the festival assignments. We can't afford to not know the scout report. We can't afford to have any bad practices, shoot arounds, film sessions. We're behind. We're behind. We, we, we're behind. Um, and I think that the guys know that. They know that. And I think that they smell um, us finishing strong. And they, and they want the taste of it. And the guys who haven't been in the situation before, they want to see what it feels like. The guys who have, they want more. So, 
Um, you know, I just asked tell I'm, you know, at the practice today, just, you know, trying to let them guys know, man, some of y'all just got to give more. They got to give more. Now, some of them, you know, I'm very happy with the effort they, they, they've been giving. But some of them just, you know, they're not giving enough. And they think they are, but they're really not. And and I had to call them out. You know, they're just not giving enough. Some of them guys that's playing right now who playing a lot of minutes, they got more in the tank. But some of them guys I'm very, very pleased with the effort that they're giving. One of the things, Coach, during this streak as we're looking at some of the highlights of the FAMU game, it started with Prairie View and then obviously Bethune-Cookman and uh, Florida A&M. We've started fast. We've started fast. We're up 14 against Bethune-Cookman. We started out fast against FAMU and against Prairie View we started fast. So you talked about the slow starts, but during this three-game streak, we started, we've had the hot starts to start. Yeah. Yeah, we've been having high starts. I mean, that's just with us, you know, understanding that. Like, let, let's go ahead and get ahead, um, and let's see what teams could fight back. Like, you know, give example. Like, you know, we want to get ahead against Prairie View, and I don't think that they really made an effort to get back in the game. Now you put, you know, fast forward to Bethune. Um, you know, we got ahead. Um, they made an effort to get back in the game. We got up 14 points. They, they responded. Some teams will. Some teams won't. And, you know, hopefully we do a better job of keeping our foot keeping our foot on the gas. Braves win that Florida A&M game 76-67. to 67. Four players in double figures did a nice job on the boards, plus four, and four players in double figures in that game. Now we fast forward, Coach, to Daytona, a game that was on ESPN2. Got a lot of attention. A lot of folks were checking it out. And you referred to the game as a bloodbath. You previewed the matchup. And it was it really was an intense, one of the better games I've seen in the Southwestern Athletic Conference in a while. We raced out to a lead. Then we went scoreless the last three and change. We were up eight. They went on an eight-nothing run and tied the game at 40. And it was jab for jab, punch for punch. Then they were up five with three minutes left. And we shut them out the last three minutes. It was really, it felt like a SWAC championship game and a great atmosphere. I mean, it was. I mean, for us, it was. I mean, instead of being four and three, three and four, you pretty much did in the water. You were dead in the water. So, um, I think our defense, you know, we went back to our principles. I think them guys really, you know, our effort that we give every single day in practice and, you know, what we what we preach on, I think it really clicked the last three minutes of the game. It really clicked, you know. DK was unbelievable. Um, JK was unbelievable. Um, you know, Jai was unbelievable. And guys just really did a great job of just being where they supposed to be the last three minutes. Um, I look back at it, you know, I really could not find one error that they made or not, like, not one breakdown. I mean, every single time they were where they were supposed to be. As we're looking at the highlights here, up 15-7 and 18-7, what impressed me, and you, you talked about it in the scout, holding them to one and done. And I thought – for the most part, we did that holding them to one shot. Talk about the importance of that with this team. Yes. I mean, when, when you have a team who is averaging um, the most points in conference, you probably better only want to get one shot um, because they are deadly in transition. I, I have not seen a team that good in transition in a long time. And they, they put pressure on your defense because they're able to get give themselves 30 to 40 easy points in transition. And so – you don't want to start to give them second-chance opportunities. But, you know, we want to do a good job push it, pushing the ball in transition to make them work as well, too. So, you know, um, but we did a great job of just trying to limit them to one shot. 
as we're looking at some of the highlights here. I mean, we're, we're getting what we wanted. We got some threes, and uh, we, we had an eight-point lead there with three and change left. Um, from the defensive side, Coach, one, and maybe I overstated or overlooking, when you see teams getting transitioned, dunking left and right, dunks there, dunks there, does, does that concern you, especially playing on the road, because that gets the crowd excited? Does that concern you when, you, when you're seeing those line drives to the rim? Um, you know, it, it all depends. Like, you know, when it happened, when it was happening at Jackson State, I don't think we responded well. But, you know, as, as I could say, like, we're not the same team. So yep. when it happened the other night, them guys left it alone, let's run, let's run some offense, let's get a basket. And as soon as you do that, the crowd goes back down. Now, if you go down there and get a dunk, turn it over again, get another dunk, they ain't going to sit down. But you go down there, get a dunk, hit a three right in one, in one of them guys' face, they'll settle down. Yeah. They'll settle down. So just us, you know, when you take a blow, you got to come back with a blow. You can't just keep taking blows, keep taking blows like you're in a box match, just keep getting hit. You got you got to swing back at some point. You got you got to throw a haymaker. So we was able to do that. We was able to do that. We responded. You know, every time they made a big play, we responded with a play. Every time they made a big play, we responded. It's very rare that you will see them go get a dunk and come back down, hit a three, and then get another dunk. We we responded in some type of way each time. As we look at the highlights of the second half, um, and it was back and forth. I mean, <laughs> the, the amount of lead changes, we would respond. They would respond. I thought we did a good job in the second half coaching, keeping them off the three-point line. I mean, they were hitting threes, but then I think I remember only one three in the second half. I thought we did a good job there. Yeah, we did a great job. Um, we did a great job in the second half. Um, I don't think that we gave it that many. We only gave up, what, 27 points in the second half. Yeah. Because they, when they finished with 67, they had 40 at halftime. Yeah. Our, our second half defense was 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 perfect, and I think our first half defense was perfect, other than the transition points that we gave up. And when we're able to lock in defensively like that, we're a really good basketball team. We're looking at the highlights here. Late in the game, sixty-seven, sixty-four, then sixty-seven, uh, sixty-six. Talk about the, the defense in the last three minutes. What was the key as we we're able to get you know possessions in the last three minutes? Um, I think the key was just by you know. Like right here, J.K. just does a great job of rotating over, to, you know, making his assignment. D.K. do a great job blowing up, blowing up dribble handoffs, you know. So, you know, it. <laughs> must be watching the highlights of it. Oh, yeah. So, oh, my bad. <laughs> um, you know, the, just the, 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 the defensive assignments on the defensive end, we did not blow late. Every rotation was made. Every assignment, like right here. You know, we told him, don't let nobody get behind you. Then you jump the pass. And we got to be careful right there because he traveled. <laughs> <laughs> but we got, the, we got the win. You were cool as we were watching uh, the end of your shaking hands. But you, 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 you let out a pretty loud yell when it was over with. You, you knew how important this game was. Yeah, this game was huge. It was huge for us um, as far as momentum. You know, we, we, we started a streak winning two in a row. You know, and we just wanted to continue to build. So by us getting that win, was able to give us three wins. And now we know we're coming back home with the two top teams in the conference. And we feel as though we're a top team in the conference. And the only way to beat a top team in the conference, I mean, to beat a top team, you got to beat the top team. So, you know, we'll be ready for the challenge Saturday. You, you said it as far as Bethune-Cookman is concerned. You knew they were tough, but you felt like your team was tougher. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of tough teams in the conference, but nobody, nobody's tougher than us. Nobody's, nobody's going to give more effort than us. Nobody's going to practice harder than us. And, you know, that's nothing, not to downgrade anybody's program. But, you know, as far as toughness, 
you know, we, we, we're right there. We're right there. And the Braves are the hottest team in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. They've won three in a row. Uh, two of the other teams in the league that are hot as well, Southerns is one. And so we look at it, Coach, as we look ahead to this game coming up. You talked about the standing. So Southern and Bama State 5-2 and two, is a three-way tie for the top. What about Grambling, Coach, losing at home to UAPB? That was an eye-opener. But you were saying it's not – there are, are there surprises? Are you surprised in anything that's happened so far through the first seven games of conference? Anything surprise you when you look at these standings? Three-way tie for the top. Texas Southern 5-3, and three, and then we're one of those teams – Right there with UAPB Jackson and Bethune Cookman at four and three. Are you surprised at anything as far as the way these games are gone? No, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I'm surprised how much talent everybody got. You know, that's surprising. You know, there's a lot of like you know, Pine Bluff got talent, Bethune got talent. Of course, you know, Texas Southern and and Jackson. Everybody has talent. I mean, everybody's loaded with players. Now, the most disciplined team, teams who. Um, is both prepared and the team who execute and um, don't have distraction. Those are the team that win basketball games. Well, let's let's look at this big game coming up. They're going to unveil the banner here on Saturday, banner night, as we look at Southern University. They won two in a row. They're five and two in conference. And you look at the two losses that they've had, Coach. They had a 17-point lead at Grambling, lost by 17. They had a double-digit lead against Bethune-Cookman, lost in overtime. So, hey, Southern could be very well undefeated, but they've got a couple of losses what do you expect from this lineup? You're looking at the number one score in the league and Joseph averaging 24 a game, number one in the league in scoring. Joseph to Zeno with Davis, Reynolds. Talk about this Southern team with a first-year head coach and Kevin Johnson. Yeah, he done an unbelievable job of just um, getting them guys to compete at a very high level. Of course, Joseph is their head of the snake. He's the guy who um, scores the ball at a very high level. and He's the guy who can take over the game at any point. So he'll be on the top of the scouting report of how we want to guard and what we want to do to make him see bodies um, and just make it tough for him. And, of course, they have, you know, Tezano and Davis and Reynolds and, you know, other guys who are really good as well, too. Um, so it's our job to come in here and just, uh, you know, my coaches and I come over for a great, great game plan to try to make it tough on them and try to win a basketball game. I know Braves fans are excited watching the game the other night. Just congratulations and a big win. But you are by no means satisfied, and you're telling your team today, and I wish we could share your your statements to your team and just how you just can't be complacent. I mean, we're excited. We came off the Florida swing. We won three in a row. We're the hottest team in the league. But what does that mean? I mean, to you, to the, the, the tone that I got, that doesn't mean a thing. you got to step up Saturday against the Jaguars and the Tigers. you got to go to UAPB who beat Grambling. I mean, these next three games are huge. They all are huge, but we haven't accomplished a thing yet. No, we haven't accomplished anything. Just put ourselves in a great situation to compete for a title. That's it. Um, a lot of work got to be done. Um, like I said, we're behind the eight ball. Uh, we can't get complacent. And if I see it, I got to I gotta move you to the side. I got to move you to the side because some guys know what's at stake. Some guys wanted more. And the guys who wanted more, those are the guys that I have to go with. Um, but if I see any type of complacency or if I see guys just, you know, being nonchalant, it's, you know, you have to step to the side and, and give me guys who are going to give great effort. Um, but, no, we haven't accomplished anything but an opportunity to still stay in the hunt. Yeah. And when you talk about opportunity, you're talking about guys stepping up. I thought on this Florida swing, guys like Benet, his points were huge against Bethune-Cookman. You know, trying to get Thorne going. 
uh, Gaines Wyatt. Just small things. You talk about big scoring, but small things add up in situations like this playing on the road in these tough games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Small things add up. And just, the, you know, the points that Jai was able to give us, the points that um, Mike was able to give us, and, you know, Jolly, um, it was, we're huge. You know, every single point matters, every possession, every second. Um, it's not one time on the court where as though this possession does not matter. So any points that we're able to get or accumulate, it's a plus. Well, Coach, it's going to be a special night here, banner night. They're going to unveil the regular season banner. Um, how big will Saturday afternoon be in terms of just the pomp and circumstance behind that? It'd be huge. It'd be huge just to get opportunity to, you know, play in front of your home fans. Hopefully we have a good turnout. Um, you know, we'd love to get a good turnout here, so we'll see. Um, but just the opportunity to, you know, hang a banner and, you know, show the, the athletes the appreciation of the hard work and dedication they put in day in, day out to put this program back in championship shape. Um, you know, you hope that you can have a great turnout. And then after that, you hope that you can um, put on a great performance to continue to build the tradition. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to it. Let's go get them. All right, thank you. That's Braves head coach Landon Bussey on the Landon Bussey program. Glad you could join us. Big game coming up. The Jaguar Nation will be rolling in here on Saturday. I think there's going to be a fan bus coming, so it should be a lot of fun. We'll take this time out here. When we come back, we'll have the Nate Kilbert program coming your way after this time out on the Braves Sports Network. We'll <laughs> be